12 to 1 on Money FM 89.3. You're listening to 12 to 1 with Adrian Abraham on Money FM 89.3. Time now for our Australia update with ABC News journalist Jason Dacey. Jason, hope you had a restful CNY and glad to have you back on the show. How are you? Gong si fa chai, Adrian. I'm doing pretty well. Looking forward uh, to the year of the rabbit uh, that has now started. Hopefully a prosperous time for myself, for you and all the Money FM listeners. Yeah, a lot of people are hoping that this year brings about great health more than anything. Of course, prosperity and whatnot. But after multiple years with the COVID-19 pandemic, hopefully everything will get back to being just as normal as we knew how life used to be. Well, let's start with how Australian share markets have, uh, you know, they're up by 8% this year. The Australian dollar at a five-month high, that's above 70 cents to the US dollar, Jason. What's the latest that you can share with us? Well, after a rocky 2022, it is good to see the ASX, the Australian share market, uh, do well in 2023. But we've just got the annual rate of inflation that's been released in the last couple of hours. It's risen 7.8%, marking the highest yearly increase since 1990. New data from the Australian Bureau of Statistics showed that the Consumer Price Index, or the CPI, rose 1.9% in the December 2022 quarter. Now, hopefully that won't make the markets a bit shaky because we did see the ASX notching a five-day winning streak, which is uh, fantastic news to finish its highest level since April the 21st. We saw the ASX 200 gaining 0.4% yesterday to close at 7,000. 490, you know, with some really good performers there in the bank and mineral stocks. But the the big question is, can this winning streak continue for Australia? You mentioned that the Aussie dollar is now above 70 cents uh, US, uh, getting closer to parity to the Sing dollar. So good signs uh, for Australia overall. But this uh, inflation figure, a little bit larger than we were expecting. We were predicting 7.5%. It's 7.8%. So the figure beating market expectations, which have been pricing in more moderate growth. We have the Reserve Bank of Australia meeting uh, early next month to decide about the next rate rise. Uh, we've had uh, consecutive rate rises you know, going up to 3.1% for our cash rate from 0.1% back in April that's predicted that we may see a 0.25% rate rise when the Reserve Bank of Australia meets uh, early next month and maybe a a second rise in March. So yes, some bumpy times ahead, but overall, it is good to see the Australian market doing better following what the Dow Jones has been doing in New York. Talking about winning streaks, the Australian retail giant Myers shares hit six-year highs on the back of record revenue. I mean, if you're employed there and uh, have anything to do with it, you'll be laughing all the way to the bank. Yeah, Maya's a bit of a famous uh, store here in Australia. It's gone on some tough times lately. It was uh, bought by a South African buyer a few years ago, but it did spike in terms of shares to a six-year high after the company revealed record revenue for the first five months of the last financial year. The easing of online sales highlighting the rush back into in-store purchases, which is uh, great news. We saw the uh, shares peaking at 93.5 cents, levels not seen since 2017 and and more than three times higher than the 12-month low of 29 cents in June 
last year. So some really good signs for Maya. And let's hope, Adrian, we see that return to business confidence. We are seeing consumer confidence coming back. So people do still like that premium shopping experience. And I'm, I'm sure when Singaporeans come to Australia on holiday, they're always looking for a good uh, shopping center and a good store like Maya or David Jones. So yeah, my mum, for example, loves Maya, loves David Jones, loves these kind of department stores, the ones you see in the British sitcoms, I guess. Uh, moving on to our next story, and when I ran through the talking points, I thought this one was uh, quite interesting, to say the least. Manuka, we often, when the word is brought up, we think honey, right? So the Australian honey producers have won a legal battle against New Zealand to use the word Manuka. Why is this so controversial, Jason? Well, they say that Manuka is a Maori word. And of course, the New Zealand Manuka honey is the most famous, the ones I think that we can see in Singapore that people buy there. But Australian Manuka honey producers scoring a win over their trans-Tashman rivals after the New Zealand producers backed out of legal action aimed at preventing them from using the descriptive word. It was a group of New Zealand Manuka honey producers attempting to block their Australian counterparts from using the word Manuka in export markets around the world since 2016. And those export markets include Singapore, they include the UK, and they include Europe. It's a very expensive honey. It can sell up to uh, 500 Singapore dollars a kilogram. I think the New Zealand uh, Manuka honey producers will maybe reconsider their action. I don't think this uh, story is over yet. So uh, yeah, buy your Aussie or New Zealand Manuka honey there at Fair Price or NTUC or anywhere else uh, you know, across, um, across Singapore in the supermarkets. Lovely, honey. Absolutely delicious. Uh, moving on to uh, a bit of politics. And um, Alice Springs has been in the news. This is because of the sharp rise in alcohol fueled violence. Now, the Prime Minister of Australia, Anthony Albanese, has visited the outback city. Jason, what's the latest that's happening here? How is he dealing with the situation? Well, there was a call, Adrian, for Anthony Albanese to bring in the Australian Defence Force uh, to try and calm things down in Alice Springs. Now, Alice Springs is in the middle of Australia in the Northern Territory, not too far from Ayers Rock, the famous Uluru, as, as it's known now. Um, and it's kind of related to alcohol, and there was a ban on alcohol sales, but now that's been lifted uh, last year. So we are seeing a lot of um, First Nations people, Aboriginal people, first, you know, Indigenous people, if you like, uh, really are behaving badly. There have been a lot of home invasions. There's been a 50% rise in home invasions, a 50% rise in break-ins in, in commercial centres. So Anthony Albanese has been in Alice Springs this week. He's kind of resisted the call to bring in troops to try and control things, but we are likely to see some restrictions on the buying of alcohol. And it's quite sad because we have Australia Day coming up on the 26th, uh, which is tomorrow. Uh, there is call. There is a call to, to remove the uh, the date because April, sorry, January the 26th is when Australia was settled back in 1788. And Indigenous people say that's Invasion Day. It shouldn't be Australia Day. So there is a debate about whether this should be our you know, our national day uh, because uh, of the, the feelings that First Nations people have. Uh, I think they have a fair point, but this is not the way to uh, make the point because things are really, really bad in, in the Northern Territory, particularly in Alice Springs at the moment. Yeah, this goes back to 1788, uh, which is when the British settlers arrived to colonize the country, rightly so. You said that many refer to it instead as Invasion Day. Now, there's a fight to change the date of Australia Day, which, as you rightly mentioned, happens on January 26th. 
is it going to get moved? I mean, this is what a lot of people over the years, they're so accustomed to it. I remember there was an Australian cricketer who raised the fact that, you know, they have to play cricket on that day and there's no BBL matches scheduled. Everyone else is resting. Australian Open still happens as well. But what's happening here? Is there ever going to be a move away from January 26th? I don't think so. There was a survey done just uh, in the last few days. It shows that more than 60% want to keep uh, January the 26th for Australia Day. You know, I grew up with it being uh, an Australia Day and it means a lot to me. I I think they've got to do something when it comes to giving uh, Indigenous people, Aboriginal people a voice to Parliament. That's uh, one of the promises that Anthony Albanese made when uh, he was elected last year. So we do have to get that right. Just a bit like New Zealand when, when it was trying to make peace with the Maori people. I think we've got to really get to the right uh, spot when it comes to giving our First Nations people a voice in Parliament, a say in the running of the country. But we've got to also uh, respect uh, the way we've uh, set up the country over the last, um, you know, 250 years. It's been a long time. Um, you know, 1770 was when Captain Cook arrived in Sydney. And as you mentioned, 1788 was when the first fleet arrived to to colonize and, and to build a, a society there in Sydney. Yeah, absolutely. Let's hope for the uh, best outcome from this so that everybody can be happy. Before we wrap this up, it's back to school for your daughter, Jason. Um, she enjoyed her visit to Southport Beach and her home cooking to end the school holidays. What's her go-to dish right now? What have you noticed? Well, she made macaroni cheese, um, which is which sounds simple, but I had to go and buy all the ingredients for this. And it was all sorts of cheeses and the right type of pasta. And it was baked in the oven. And it was delicious, actually. It was really, really nice. I was surprised that she did it so well. Uh, but we'd previously gone to Southport Beach on the Gold Coast. We'd driven down and the traffic wasn't too bad. And actually, uh, on the way back, we after our surf in the, in the surf, we went to Taco Bell, which is her go-to restaurant now, the Mexican takeaway. Nothing very fancy. It's a, a U.S. brand, as many Singaporeans would know. So that's her favorite takeaway place. Her favorite dish is to make macaroni cheese. And now she's back at school. And if you've got friends in, in New South Wales, Victoria, they actually go back after Australia Day. But here in Queensland, they go back this week um, before Australia Day. So, yeah. It's been a long, long uh, school holidays, uh, having to keep her occupied. And she went over to Hong Kong and also uh, to Japan. But back in the school uniform, she's got the hat on, the bag. She made her own lunch and uh, she's in school as we speak. So good to hear that everyone is doing well. And uh, yeah, must be nice that your daughter is now back in school so uh, you don't have to entertain her as much. Always a pleasure. We've been speaking with ABC News journalist Jason Dacey, getting the latest headlines from Australia. Thank you so much, Jason. Have a great rest of the day. Thank you, Adrian. I realize we didn't discuss the Australian Open, but I would say Stefanos Tsitsipas is my big hope uh, to maybe beat Novak Djokovic and win an Australian Open title. But Djokovic would have to be the hot favorite there at Melbourne Park after thrashing the last remaining local hope, Alex Dimana. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.